Welcome to Modern Family Matters, a podcast devoted to exploring family law topics that matter most to you, covering a wide range of legal, personal, and family law matters with expert analysis from skilled attorneys and professional guests. We hope that our podcast provides answers, clarity, and guidance towards a better tomorrow for you and your family. Here's your host, Steve Altitian. Welcome, everyone. I'm Steve Altitian, Director of Client Partnerships at Pacific Cascade Legal. And today we have our bankruptcy attorney, Darren Weishart, to talk about the timing of filing your bankruptcy when it comes to your debts and income issues. Hey, Darren, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me on today. Oh, I'm happy to have you here. We've been on several times. We've talked about several things, Darren, but today, rather than talking about the, the what a bankruptcy is and how it works, let's talk a little bit about the when, uh, specifically maybe the timing of when you might want to file a bankruptcy. So maybe we'll start with something such as, what if you anticipate having new debts such as, you know, unnecessary surgery. And um, if they're different sevens and thirteens and kind of talk about that a little. So the beginning part of that is that bankruptcy is a slice in time. And when bankruptcy attorneys talk about filing a bankruptcy, we talk about the filing date and the time of filing. And because of that, we want to make sure we know what debts we have before we file. And the second we push the button, any debts that we have after we file, for the most part, aren't going to be included. And so that's why when we talk about any any debts like this, any ongoing, ongoing debts or debts that are going to be incurred in the next week or month, we want to make sure we, we think about when we're going to push the button because you only get to do it really once. And Chapter 7s are a little bit different than Chapter 13s. So when we talk about our, our timing, when you're in a Chapter 7, for the most part, you're jumping in the river and you're in the river. You don't get a chance to say, hey, I want to get out of the river now because I've got another debt that came up after. You don't really get to do that as well. And of course, you can talk to your attorney. Um, you know, if that does happen, there, there are a couple of creative ways you can deal with it. But for the most part, you want to make sure that you're planning to have your debts be incurred before you file your case. Because once you filed, you don't want to think about hey, let's, let's have another debt or let's deal with that other debt in another way. You want everything in that bankruptcy. Without getting too much into the weeds, on the Chapter 13, is it is it relatively the same? Although we do tend to get in the weeds. Yes. Uh, it's a three to five year process. And, and if a debt comes up in after six months, can that somehow be added? Yeah, Chapter 13 is a different beast. So it's it gives you the opportunity to always dismiss your case if you choose to do so. And that's that's a very, very powerful right for a person because if you file and you think, hey, we might have something come up, but maybe we don't, we don't know for sure, then sometimes a chapter 13 is a decent idea to to keep you know the bankruptcy moving, to have it file and have the progress of that be made. And then if you do have something that pops up six, seven months, a year after you filed your case, then you can voluntarily dismiss your case and then bring a new case after that to ball everything in. And it's obviously, you know, when I talk to clients about this, it's not something you want to do because when you get into bankruptcy, you want the clock to be ticking. You want to make progress and you want to 
see the light at the end of the tunnel. But sometimes you have things that you just don't know. You don't know if you're going to happen. You, you know, you you want to be able to plan for all the different opportunities. The way I, I always describe it is you want to leave as many doors open as you can. And with a chapter seven, you're going through one door and that's it. That's that's your door. And, and with a chapter 13, you can leave a couple of doors open and take a look at possibly dismissing if you happen to need to the next year. Um, sometimes we do that in the purposes of uh, chapter 13. If somebody has an oncoming garnishment or maybe a foreclosure, we need to file the case. And, you know, every case is different. So we always talk about how to deal with these different debts, you know, the different things that we're trying to juggle as we're looking at, you know, whatever case we're dealing with. What if there are certain debts that you actually want to pay, either personal or business? Is there a timing issue with paying those debts? Yeah, and this is where you get into the weeds really quickly. So, you know, the, the skinny of it is if you're looking at paying some, I mean, bankruptcy as a whole wants to treat everything the same in the different categories, okay? So they don't want you to say, uh, in the same category, say you have a credit card debt, and this is a common one, you have a credit card debt for Chase, and and then you also owe mom some money as well. And you get people that will come to me and they'll say, you know, I want to make sure I pay mom, but I don't want to pay Chase. Well, the code, the bankruptcy code, isn't. they don't like that. They don't want that idea because they're in the same category. They're supposed to be treated the same way. And so if you're looking at those debts, you need to make sure you're ready to deal with them that way. But at the same time, sometimes you can be creative with how you do that within the rules to make sure that you're, you know, you're you're planning it correctly and getting as many of your goals accomplished as possible. But the way I always talk about it is you want to be sure that you're ready to deal with the debts in the same way. You know, I like these guys. I don't like those guys. Not really the way you want to start approaching your bankruptcy. Got it. What if an action has been filed against you? You've got someone filed something. Is does that sort of change the clock or what does that work? Always changes the clock. And that's that's because you want to throw that that juggling ball up and you want to make sure that it stays in the air because you don't want them, you don't want them to get a judgment. Sometimes every once in a while you say, you know, it doesn't matter, it won't make any difference if they get a judgment or not. But you you really don't want them to get a judgment. For a lot of times, because you once they get a judgment in most states, and, and Oregon is where I'll talk about predominantly here, but in most states, or all states, uh, once they get a judgment, that gives them the legal right to go garnish wages or to take money out of a bank account. And that's that's the normal way that they do that. They can't really do that until they have the judgment signed. And so when you get the judgment in the mail, you, you want to keep that clock going so that you know... Okay, they, they're not quite to the point where they get to garnish or they get to get a judgment. And that's one of those things you want to balance when you're talking about how how do we time our bankruptcy? How do we make sure that we get filed with the most goals achieved? And one of those goals for a lot of clients is to not have a garnishment hit because the common statement is, you know, that garnishment hits me and I can't pay my normal bills if I'm being garnished. 25% of my wages or, you know, some different number, depending on what state you're in. Uh, that's, it's very important. And it's something that you'll talk with your attorney. They'll mark it on the front page, you know, the big star next to it, so that they can keep that date, the date that a potential judgment could hit, they keep that on their radar and then balance that with the other aspects of your case that may also need a star next to it and, you know, to figure out what the timing on your filing should be. 
what about something like your taxes? I know, again, taxes are, are even meatier than this, that, but aren't there times where you can, if you've got a tax debt you owe, when you file may become important? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and here's the the thing that I always say with taxes is you want to make sure that you've got an attorney that knows what they're doing with taxes. Because taxes have the four big bright line rules that that pretty much every attorney will know in the bankruptcy field. And then you've got another 50 little rules that come into play that are always around that you just you're trying to kind of figure out where where an individual will be. For timing, a lot of times with timing we want to make sure we're filing to include taxes into a chapter 13 because it helps you to repay the taxes that need to be paid. And then it also helps you to discharge the taxes that are maybe dischargeable. So that's the chapter 13 is, is pretty valuable for that. And sometimes we file a ch chapter seven to just discharge the taxes. And then, you know, if the person needs to worry about taxes that are non-dischargeable, they do that after, but the timing on when you get filed is gigantic because the dates, on certain tax rules are very defined and they're very, you know, you can't miss those. If you miss them by a day, then you may have a debt that's not dischargeable, or you may have a debt that doesn't have to be paid or does have to be paid in your case. And it couldn't change the complete dialogue. You know, we, we want to make sure that we have an idea with what those dates are. And a lot of that is knowing the information, but part of that is just getting in and getting with an attorney that knows how to put that into you know, into black and white so you can see what the plan will be for your case. I think you hit it on the head when you said you better get into an attorney because it sounds like this is the the ultimate version of the devil is in the details. And missing a detail, even though you think you know about bankruptcy and you bought the book and you did all that stuff, there that book isn't isn't nearly thick enough to, you know, include everything. No doubt in taxes, it's, it gets quick. It's it's quick in the weeds. Even for bankruptcy attorneys, we can sit, you can have 10 bankruptcy attorneys in the same room and six of them will have a different understanding of what they need to do when it comes to a certain complex tax case. So yeah. you want to be sure that that you've got a, a, a plan. And, you know, for a lot of clients, you want to be sure that you're flexible enough to be ready for what uh, what procedures and what specific path you need to take because, you know, a lot of tax cases, there are different ways that you can deal with the tax debt, depending on the timing of filing and depending on what you have to pay and what you can't pay, what's non-dischargeable, so what's not going to go away, and what is dischargeable. And a lot of times with taxes, uh, you know, individuals that have tax debt in the past, you're going to take your lumps. You're going you're gonna to pay the price a little bit, but you have to be ready for that. And my job is always to try to put you in the best spot I can. And sometimes I, I can do a very good job, and sometimes I just don't have the the workable product to be able to, you know, to, yeah. to make magic. But uh, yeah, uh, it makes total sense. We talked about debts, and let's for a second talk about kind of the opposite, because I would imagine that a person's income, especially if it's a flexible kind of an income, can also impact when you want to actually file your bankruptcy and you know for instance you know what if you're right now making a boatload of money 
but you're either going to retire or you're quitting your job or something like that, and your income is going to go down. And yeah. Does that affect something when you want to file? Definitely does. Definitely does. Now, and, and with that, you always have to talk about what are the other reasons of wanting to file or needing to file. Maybe you have a garnishment coming or you have certain things that are going to come in. Uh, you want to be sure that that you're balancing those things against the the income because when you have a lot of income a lot of times you know you're not going to qualify for a chapter 7 which means your the doors are there's less doors open for you to yeah. to take a look at options uh, and sometimes after you've retired you know chapter 7 might be a decent idea even though maybe sometimes you don't even need to file after you retire maybe your income is is exempt or your you know your judgment proof which is what term they'd use if you just have social security coming in or something like that. I mean, there's a lot of things that go into play. The big question is why do we need to file right now if you're making a lot of money and you know maybe you see retirement in the next six months or something? What about the flip side? Where always for me, the blueberries are always on the other side. <laughs> when your income is low, you're not making much money, but you got a, you got a new job. You maybe have a someone's dying, and you're getting an inheritance. But somehow your your income is going to go up. Does that also influence when you want to file? It definitely does, and most attorneys will say talk to the attorney quick if you're if you see that as a potential because you might be able to maximize the opportunity to get through the process, get that press start, and then get on with life. And and with inheritances, you know. A lot of people will will get into the complexity of the inheritance and and start discussing you know whether the the trustee will be able to grab that. So of course that's that's a sticky issue too, and you want to be sure that you talk that through with your attorney because inheritances anytime before after you know around that bankruptcy filing, um, sometimes they get clawed by the trustee and taken, and we want to make sure that we can predict that as best we can. You can't always predict the inheritance, but that's that comes in. Uh, if you do see more income too, you know, you want to be sure that you chat earlier rather than later because maybe you can qualify for that chapter seven and just get the thing done and get that debt in your past. And then maybe when you, you got a job and you're going to get back on your feet, now it'll help you get back on your feet better without having to worry about being garnished. And maybe you didn't, you wouldn't have qualified for that case if you would have waited six months or a year or, you know, maybe the, there's a lot of possibilities in there, but getting getting someone you want to work with uh, as soon as you can is always a good way to go and sometimes you even open you know you open a case to just get trucking on it so that you can have an attorney get their hands dirty a little bit and figure out what you have and that way they can say well the timing is for you to file right this very second we need to get you filed and, or maybe we wait six months or a year depending on what your income is going to look like it, it just wow. gives you more options yeah Again, this just emphasizes that bankruptcy is not just about the cold law, but about a lot of important strategies that go around with it. And that's, again, what you're here for is, is not just to tell them, oh, this means this, but, you know, what's the best way to do it? Yep. Yep. Well, I always like I always liken it to flying the plane. You know, you're trying to do the best you can. You're going to deal with bumps but you're trying to, to put yourself in the best position you can and yeah. you want to get to that destination. Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. I love that one. I wouldn't fly the plane. 
So, conclusion, we are, we are out of time, but thank you so much, Darren, for sitting down, talking with us today about the timing of filing a bankruptcy when it comes to your personal debts and your income. Really informative. I don't think a lot of people think about this a lot when they're exploring a bankruptcy, so I'm really happy we were able to talk about it today. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me. Oh, anytime. And... Thank you, everyone, for joining us today, and stay safe, stay happy, and be well. This has been Modern Family Matters, a legal podcast focusing on providing real answers and direction for individuals and families. Our podcast is sponsored by Landerholm Family Law and Pacific Cascade Family Law, serving families in Oregon and Washington. If you are in need of legal counsel or have additional questions about a family law matter important to you, please visit our websites at landerhomelaw.com or pacificcascadefamilylaw.com. You can also call our headquarters at 503-227-0200 to schedule a case evaluation with one of our seasoned attorneys. Modern Family Matters, advocating for your better tomorrow and offering legal solutions important to the modern family.